Hello and welcome to this episode of the Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing Awarding Body. Welcome everybody to the Coaching Podcast from the British Canoeing Awarding Body. Um, I am delighted uh, today to uh, welcome Tom, Tom Sibler, into the podcast to talk specifically around canoeing. So welcome, Tom. Hello. Nice to be here. All the way from sunny Scotland. And um, I think what would be really good to start off with, Tom, is if you could provide, you know, the listeners um, a, bit of, a bit about yourself, you know, your background and your experience in, in paddle sport. Yeah. Um, so I've, um, I remember playing um, in boats when I was really young. I have no idea where that came from, but um I wanted to get into a kayak when I was six or seven uh, and managed to uh, save up and, and do that um, and then played a bit. Um, and, and for me, it was very much independent. I wanted, always wanted just to travel. Um, so I, I messed around in Plymouth Sound um, and I, for some, some mechanism, somehow I've survived uh, with, um, with lots of uh, experimenting and, and perhaps a, a lack of knowledge at times. Um, I was fortunate to be in New Zealand for a while and paddled down the, the Wanganui Gorge, um, the, the place where they filmed um, the, uh, the hot, the, oh, what was the film? Um, Lord of the Rings? Uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings, that big gorge where the faces are. Um, so paddled down there uh, in, a, in a flood with some uh, paddle sport instructors and uh, that was my entry into canoeing. Um, and uh, I've kind of been hooked on that whole sense of journey, travel, of exploring. Doesn't need to be big. Um, if I can't see the road, that's good enough for me. And and that happens in a kayak on a sup. Um, sometimes a sea kayak. Just just being away. That that stepping outside the the everyday world is just is what I'm really into. I mean. Obviously, you started at a, started at a very young age uh, and started your exploration explorations. And um, uh, and at what time did you? What, what sort of stage did you get into? You know, almost you know that coaching career that you have now. Uh, yeah, I guess I um, I like figuring out things myself. Uh, I enjoy sharing those. So informally, I was um, doing that with with friends and other people um, early on. And uh, formally, I started to work up in Abernethy um, in Scotland in an uh, outdoor centre, Christian outdoor centre, uh, in the 90s. And um, uh, that was where um, instructing and, and leading um, started to become part of paddle sport. Uh, I was uh, moved down to the Lake District and I worked alongside some providers and, um, and gradually uh, moved into that and uh, being able to provide um, instructional courses for for people coming into our industry uh, and from there um, it's just been an adventure discovering new things and uh, also that uh, exploring of how learning takes place and what um, learning and, and um, developing is all about so so yeah those things have um, been around for the last or 20 odd years and um, it, it's fun to, to see how that all comes together. Mm. Absolutely. Well, today we're we're you know specifically here to talk around and discuss canoe and trad skills, um, and I think it would be really important right from the very 
the very start, Tom, is if um, if you could explain to the listeners what what is meant by trad skills. Yeah, it's a it's a strange combination, really. If um, if you were to summarise, it's probably not using a paddle to go somewhere. So so anything that didn't involve the the use of the paddle uh, with a canoe uh, might be called traditional skills. So. Um, at the brutal end, that's carrying it. Uh, maybe there's more technique than we want to know about for carrying, uh, but it could be uh, harnessing the wind. Um, it could be using a pole to push the canoe upwind or um, upstream or downstream. Uh, it could be um, using ropes to um, keep the boat afloat while you move it across the current. Um, so uh, all those different options. Um, but yeah, basically, mm, getting rid of the paddle and finding often it's about harnessing some of the energy uh, from the environment at that point. Okay. So, you know, when you talk about, you, you're saying about, in, you know, sort of using the environment is, you know, is that, is that, you know, cause efficiencies? Is it, is it more efficient in some cases to use trad skills? Yeah, I think, um, I think we can get hung up on the word efficient, but um, we can definitely uh, smile when we're saving energy. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's definitely times when uh, putting up a sail can save you energy. Uh, there's other times where uh, I'm fairly sure that I've used just as much energy. Uh, but when I arrive at a place, I look like I'm smiling and the person that just paddled looked like that it, it, it was just a job that had to be done. So, so some of it's about... Um, being efficient and some of it is just about bringing the thing to life and um, and having a good game um, and playing so so for me that's what's driven it um, I'm I love to travel some travel is really hard work um, but um, being able to travel in the canoe and uh, explore different things sometimes to be efficient and sometimes just to giggle um, and makes all the difference yeah I'd imagine there's a lot of there's a lot of his his you know history behind the use of trad skills and exploring, um, but but you know why are trad skills important to a canoeist? I think um, I think if the canoe is about exploring, then um, finding ways to get to places um, when when the wind's up or when the flow's strong, being able to travel um, effectively. Um, and enjoyably uh, in those conditions means that you can become an explorer. It doesn't have to be new, it doesn't have to be uncharted, uh, but you can be on your own uh, adventure. And I think if a canoe is anything to me, it's a place for adventure. Uh, And the the journey skills um, take that. I think the other half of it is that you you trip from adventure into craft. And um, uh, partly that might be the word crafty. You feel crafty when you get somewhere that you couldn't get with a paddle uh, and sometimes you feel craft like there has been a craft when you can do something elegantly and that alternatively might just be uh, a moment of thuggery so so it's a mixture of that adventure and that craft and then perhaps occasionally that sense of that was crafty Mm, that's a that's a really nice way of putting it Tom and um I think what would be useful probably for 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 listeners and, and also myself is I wonder if you can give some examples of how you've used trad skills on day day trips as well as multi-day expeditions. You know, what could you give some context behind how you utilize them? Yeah, I think um, 
a, a highlight um, for me, just because it, it, it makes me smile. I was um, on a trip on Lewis, Harrison Lewis, and uh, we crossed over the island, which was uh, mostly involved um, the brutal skill of hauling canoes along over the peat bogs. Um, but we, we contacted the main road. We bumped into the main road and wanted to move along the island, and we put our canoes onto trolleys. And um, I remember sailing along the side of the main road um, in Lewis, which sounds slightly bonkers, and I'm pleased we didn't get blown into the middle of the road. But the the concept of just sailing down the main road on the middle of this island in uh, Outer Hebrides um, just captures that sense of there's so many different possibilities. There was a, a trolley portaging, and there was a sail, and there was dragging of the canoe, and there was lining our boats um, and tracking our boats up um, one of the big salmon rivers onto the into the middle of the island. Uh, and then there was the, the, the run down following the tide down the coast on the east side and things. So all of those mixtures of things capture what um, what a canoe can be. Uh, and um, and yeah, just seeing people's faces um, uh, along the road was fantastic. And uh, similarly, a few hours earlier, uh, we'd watched um, folks on the um, the big adventure race that crosses the Hebrides from um, south to north. And, um, and and you could see that sense of these wild, wild people running across the middle of nowhere. And um, and suddenly they look over their side and they see people hauling canoes over this moorland and the sense of sadness on their faces when they realise that they weren't the most crazy people in the world. Um, <laughs> just captures uh, w w what canoeing could be, uh, certainly for me, maybe for others. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised it wasn't in the local news, or was it? Uh, maybe, but you have to read the news to know what, what the news says. So, <laughs> so maybe, maybe not. Yeah. And uh, so you get some great examples there, Tom, on, on the, you know, the different uses of, of trad skills. And, you know, most certainly, you know, it seems, you know, exploration, adventure, fun, or all these bits put put together, which is, which is, which is great. Um, I wondered if, um, sort of, you know, anyone that's listening that wants to either get into and, and you know, they've, they've started their canoeing journey, you know, in terms of just getting into canoeing and wanting to um, experiment and explore um, trad skills. Um, can you give some top tips? Yeah, so, so I think for me, uh, one of the things that motivates people um, off their backsides literally in a canoe or off their knees is the fact that their, their knees are aching and so standing up um, can become an adventure and um, so um, go with that inner feeling if you if you've kind of done with a paddle for a while then there are some alternatives so so that might be my first top tip is that um, when your knees are aching it, it doesn't have to be a kneeling operation there's other ways to paddle um, or pole or uh, line your canoe so uh, that's quite a big motivation for me to 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 be able to use different muscle sets and different positions um, so so go with that if you're, you're aching then um, maybe it's time to find an alternative um, next there would be uh, there's some base skills isn't there for each of these things if you're using a pole there's some techniques that you'd probably want if you're trying to track your boat upstream uh, there's some things you can do with ropes to make that work. Uh, similarly, with sailing, you can 
Um, there's some base skills for, for using a sail and harnessing the wind. Um, and I guess after that, it, the the real fun in any adventure is um, joining those skills together and um, and seeing the techniques as base skills that you have to adapt to. Every different place might require a slightly different context and um, and there might be different safety implications to take into consideration, um, but there might also be different ways to harness those forces. So um, find some base skills uh, and then try and find their contexts and then start to play with how you might um, change those. An example of that is that we would often, uh, if we were sharing how to track a canoe, how to make a canoe go um, upstream on a river using some ropes, we would often have two ropes and one towards the front and one towards the back and do some clever stuff like flying a kite, which when it's right just feels amazing. Um, but on a shallow moorland river, um, paddling doubles, I've walked on one bank and my friend has walked on the other bank and we've both had a rope to the front. Uh, and when we wanted the canoe near me, I pulled a bit. And when we wanted the canoe near them, they pulled the ropes a bit. Uh, and we walked up the river with this canoe, just zooming up the river, threading from left to right around uh, around the rocks. And, and just going, is that traditional? And you're going, yeah, of course it is. Is it what you see as the base skills? No, probably not. And mm. did we feel good at the end of it? Yeah, we did. Um, so playing with that stuff is just it is just great for me. And and obviously you've got to that point, haven't you? By probably by just lots of lots of playing around and experimenting. Yeah, yeah. I um I, I was poling at Nokendu on the Spey a, a long, long, long time ago with a, a wooden pole that I'd cut down from a hazel tree, and um, I would uh, get up to this point where the um, current was converging and I would topple backwards out of the canoe into the water and swim down the rapid, uh, uh, chasing my boat, which was always the right way up, um, and climb back in and go again. And um, and I guess that's partly how we get better. Um, and um, I, I've been back on a few occasions to that spot, and sometimes I go, I should try that again. And sometimes it goes well, and sometimes I fall out backwards and swim down the rapid just like last time. <laughs> um, so, which is great um, and and I think that's it's one of my delights it's just uh, being able to um, push yourself but for me in quite a private way often just on my own with a few friends and uh, um, just great I like it yeah yeah my my favorite time is uh, is paddling with either you know with a small group of friends and being able to just enjoy and relax and uh you know and play i think that's one of those yep. those those times that you really do um you start to find out lots of lots of things by playing don't you yeah hmm. um Leah, one one last story just to, to share with folks um oh, please do. Uh, I, I was um paddling in canada um i was helping to guide a trip said uh, at campsite, said, oh, I've left my water bottle uh, up at the confluence, which was uh, about, I don't know, four kilometres back up the river. And um, there was a bit of a, um, a mountain hike that day um, uh, coming up. And 
and I, I suggested that we could take the canoes back up the river or a canoe back up the river and go and search for his water bottle or, or we could go for a walk and abandon the water bottle and he was sort of keen to go look for his water bottle so we set off and we did um, mostly we did some tracking and uh, we swapped river sides and we paddled and we walked and we had a mixture journey it was a lovely time with this fascinating um, american guy uh, out in the middle of the wilderness in canada uh, and we we got up to the confluence where his water bottle was and we were sat uh, with his water bottle in hand and um, a grizzly bear came down onto the um the gravel on the far side of the river um and uh and we were mesmerized and slightly worried. And I, I turned to him, being a, an American, he must know more about bears than me. And I said, it looks like he's mooching around. He doesn't seem that bothered. Uh, and he turned to me and he said, is that mooching or searching for food? <laughs> and and um, <laughs> at that point, we found ourselves back in our canoes quite quickly, paddling downstream, <laughs> thinking this was a cool adventure, but I'm glad it didn't end up being um, bear food. <laughs> that's great um and i'm i'm sure tom you've got many many tales and uh stories to tell from your you know your adventures around the world and um tom want to you know really appreciate your time today because you're obviously very busy uh, you're very busy doing um out um delivering delivering programs coaching as well as was as well as playing uh playing in the canoe yourself so um i really appreciate your time tom um, for listeners, um, just before we started this recording, me and Tom were talking about part two, uh, maybe going into a bit more depth around the trad skills. So um, please keep you, keep keep looking out on the coaching podcast, and uh, you might see part two uh, with uh, myself and Tom and uh, one other. So um, Tom, thanks very much again. Really appreciate your time, and um, speak soon. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. Remember to review, rate and subscribe. Bye for now.